This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to MQ1 Podcast, your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Well, I think it's the last week of the season we've had two games to talk about in this in this week's episode. And uh, luckily enough, we've got two wins to react to. So I'm sure the mood in the MQ1 Podcast camp is very positive. But I'll ask the guys, how are they doing, Ross? How are you, mate? Doing all well, thanks, mate. You? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Good to hear you all well. Uh, Joe, how about yourself? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm suffering with a cold a little bit. I think it might be the, the Rotherham variant, but um, I'm sure uh, I'll get over it soon enough. Yeah, nasty place that was, nasty place. I'm sure quite a few, quite a few people must have got that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what a week it's been. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Of course, the Rotherham game, which is, uh, well, I think speaks for itself really in the result. Um, but lots more lot we'll talk about from that game. Of course, Cheltenham last night as we recorded this on the Wednesday, a 3 1 win, which is a really, really good win. And um, yeah, of course, we're going to look forward to on Saturday, which is, you know, we say it, I think we said it most weeks recently. I think that is the biggest game of the season. Um, and, you know, it's going to be hopefully a packed out crowd and we'll see how we do. But before that, we'll, we'll chat about Rotherham. Uh, we'll kick off with that game. I mean, phew, what, what a game. What a game. Obviously, it didn't start off great. You know, we, you, our usual sales, we felt Troy Parrott goes through within like two minutes. Should he have scored? I mean, Josh Vickerson, guy, is a pretty good keeper. As a reason, he's probably going to be player of the month for um, February. You know, he's had a really, really good month and he made a good save to stop that goal going in to being a pretty awkward start for the Millers. And um, yeah, a bit later in his first half, of course, Ogbene and, you know, he, he goes through, gets behind Dan Harvey. Dan Harvey brings him down. It's definitely a penalty. Don't think it's a red card, to be honest. But, you know, he gets sent off five away. Um, and we're down to 10 men. And we've got to adapt. We have, we have to adapt. To like, obviously, the goal goes in for Balazer. He's just the away end, you know, whatever. I wonder down at half time. Uh, to be fair, I think the opinion of the terrorists was that I think the guys that I spoke to wasn't, wasn't particularly optimistic. But I suppose 
the previous MK Dons of previous seasons, you know, I think we would have, you know, just rolled over and accepted a 2 3 0 loss there and you know, gone on with our season. But it's this different team than Liam Manning. Um, and and I, I'd point me to talk about a lot of adapting and overcoming this performance. But of course, I think most people know what happens after this. Uh, make it 1 1 through a little, a little head of tennis between uh, Lewington and Darling. Lovely header from Harry to put into the bottom corner. And then, of course, Kaz, Kaz came on early in the second half and there's a big difference for the second goal. Of course, Balasair, the guy who scored the penalty, slips over and uh, he hands the ball to Kaz. He plays it through to Mo and uh, Mo has an excellent finish into the bottom corner, makes it 2-1. And that's all in the space in 90 seconds. So we go from, you know, in a really bad position from losing the game to, you know, in the position to win it. And of course, we held on and got, got a massive three points to uh, really close the gap on the teams above us. And uh, yeah, I mean, not many people go to Rotherham and get three points. So the fact that we did this this season just shows, you know, how good of a team we are and why we're why we're currently the team that has the most points on the calendar year of all four top English divisions at 34 now. I said a Cheltenham result. I'll get the the gents' thoughts on the game overall first. Ross, how did you how did you find Rotherham? It was a, it was a crazy experience, and one I I will not forget for many years to come. Um, as you say, Liam, the red card. I personally disagree with you. Looking back on it, I think it was a red card. Um, I don't feel like Dan Harvey um, had tried to play for the ball um, or any attempt to play the ball. Um, I believe he just tried to push his man. And um, yes, we've seen him not given before and um, we've seen him given before. Um, but in my eyes, I do believe it was it was a red and it was a pen. Um, at that at that moment, um, obviously, me being rash and the person I am, I, I went straight into denial and um, I said that it wasn't a, it wasn't a red. I felt it was a yellow and it was a pen. And I think the whole away end knew that. Uh, I made my made my thoughts quite clear on the day. Um, As always, <laughs> but, um, you know what you know what everyone's like when it happens. You go straight into that denial. Um, but yeah, fair enough. They went one nil up, and. Um, I felt we had a massive mountain to climb, and um, I felt I probably would have I probably would have took a one or two nil loss. Um, I just didn't want us to get obviously rolled over, as you said, because the confidence was sky high going into that game. Um, and then first half um, we eased it through to obviously half time. I think Mo had a, a, a chance on the edge of the box where he blew it over. Um, as I thought Rotherham would uh, obviously continue the pressure, but they didn't really. They uh, they were just using the, the space, space on the pitch, and um, just use, using the width. And then going into half time, um, obviously Manning made the switch for Kasumi to come on. And I, I do really do believe this is what won us the game. Um, Kasumi's energy in the middle of the pitch. We know what he's like, and um, we know the quality he he possesses. Um, and it's. In my eyes, I, I don't believe it, if he stays fit, he should be at this level. Um, and he showed the reason why against Rotherham. Um, obviously, forcing errors um, out of key players on their side. Um, and as you said, Liam, we took our chances um, through, obviously, Darling and Mo. And um, it turned into one of those away days. Uh, obviously, as I said, we won't forget for a long time. But the thing what pleased me the most was obviously was the defensive performance. Um, obviously, we our heads could have dropped in that first half, but they didn't. Um, they stuck together. And um, I think one player which really stood out for me, obviously, Kasumi was one, 
Connor Coventry, his game management um, in that last 20 minutes. I do believe um, just even putting the ball into Rose Ed, just give it an extra few seconds uh, late on, just buy a bit of time or uh, just cheap fouls, um, which is perfect. And we've really started to see the proper uh, or the real Connor Coventry, which Manning saw when he was younger. And um, yeah, it's a quality three points. And um, obviously getting another three last night, um, it's topped off a perfect week pretty much. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought, you know, another one at that red card, I think so that's me with Dean Lewington. I thought he covered that. You know, he's, he's played left back a few times um, previously for different managers and he essentially had that role for me when, as soon as Dan Hyde was sent off. I think the second half, especially once he had that team talk and he could sit the boys down and get a bit of structure into the team. And as you said, Ross, bringing on Kasumu, you know, it, you know it, it, I know Robin Fan said it was like we had an extra man on the pitch and I think Kasimu offered that to us. He offered us that, you know, plus one essentially that allowed the likes of Lewington to slot into that left back role and just be like a a bit just a bit of a roaming roaming defender, just clean up any mess that needs to be dealt with and uh, stopping any rubber and counter attacks. But Joe, obviously, you know, we were all there, we all really enjoyed the away and uh, how did you find Saturday overall? Yeah, well, you know, I think, I think back to, you know, first 15, 20 minutes, I thought we were on top. We were the team probing. And then, you know, I meant, we mentioned about Ogbené and he was, you know, he is their main threat probably. He's, you know, an international level player for Ireland. He's, he's scored for Ireland. And, uh, yeah, he, he goes clean through Dan Harvey. Yeah, I think he, he, it's, it's one of them where it looks like it shouldn't be a red, but by the laws of the game, it is unfortunately a red. Um but I tell you one thing that I I know I, I listened to a, a football league podcast uh, and the one thing they said about you know what what Liam Manning did and but it's more actually what he didn't do and that's the fact that you know that happened in the twenty fourth minute a defender got sent off we didn't take we didn't take a striker off and put another defender on we, he, he left three strikers on the pitch you know and that's a way to top of the league and he left three strikers on the pitch and we were essentially playing you know. A, a four-two-three sort of thing, you know. It was um, that's such a brave move, and it's you know obviously it paid off. And I think that it it shows you everything that um, for the first goal, you know, Troy Parrott with his work rate, he's the one that wins the corner, and then you know it's just set pieces. We've we've said it, you know, we, we're a threat from set pieces this season, and you know I think as well we we've, we've probably not got a lot of the goal, a lot more. It's a shame we haven't got more from goals from set pieces because I think Manning actually mentioned it and how we actually win a lot of the balls um, first from the corners, but we're not necessarily maybe converting um, and enough from, from those corners. So that was really good to see. It was actually a second ball as well because it obviously got cleared and then Lewington, yeah, that is so, it's so easy to just... But I, I genuinely think he looked up and saw Dart. I don't think it was just a, oh, let me stick it in an area. That was, you know, he, he looked up and... Yeah, just a great header from Darling. And at that point, I thought, oh, my word, what, you know, what can, what, what's going on here? And then I look up and then I see David Kasumu charging halfway up the pitch. You know, and the thing is, if, if Kasumu misses, you know, doesn't manage to take that ball off Balassa, you know, you know, in, at the end of the day, Balassa slipped, but it's Kasumu being positive and pressed that forced the mistake. And, you know, this wasn't us sitting back and winning the ball back and then counter-attacking. This was winning the ball back 30 yards away from their goal. 
And to be doing that and to be so brave whilst being, you know, down to 10 men at the top of the league is just, yeah, I think it just tells you everything about the attitude of Liam Manning. He, he was there to win that game. He wasn't there to let, let's try and keep the scoreline down or try and hold on to this one-all draw. You know, he's telling the players, no, you, you, you go press. And, you know, we did that. We forced the mistake. And then, well, well, we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to come on to it a bit more after we speak about the Cheltenham game. But yeah, my wife scores them, doesn't he? It will take He scores them, you know, feed him. And uh, it will score. And we, I've said it countless times. Um, and then, yeah, just the defensive shift again. But another thing that pleased me, you know, we didn't make... The, the, I think it took until the 70th minute for Liam Manning to sub off a striker in Troy Parrott and bring on uh, Kessler Hayden, a, a defender. So, you know, we were playing with, you know, one less defender than we started the game with for, for 70 minutes. They said, well, for uh, until the 70th minute. And at that point, obviously, you know, of course, you kind of, you, you go in naturally, we're going to be going into that phase of, you know, let's just hold on because they were throwing on, they took off a midfielder for a striker and they were, you know, really going for it. Um, but it was, you know, they had a few half decent chances, but, you know, I think, you know, coming, it's just the amount of, and I think um, it might have been Darling in his pre-match Cheltenham interview, he was saying, you know, it makes his life so much easier when crosses come in and, you know, before he's even got to go challenge for the ball, he gets a shout and Cummins already come and claimed it. And then, you know, you can add another 30 seconds on because he's going to mess around, tie shoelaces and fanny about in the box. So, yeah, all round, it, was, it wasn't pretty, but we did what we had to do. And when it was 10 versus 10, you know, 11 versus 11, you know, I think we more than matched them. So, I, yeah, what more can you say? It was absolutely fantastic day out. And, um, well, yeah, felt a bit worse for West Sunday, but I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a lot of really good points there, Joe. I feel I was looking at the heat maps from the game actually. So I hadn't, hadn't a proper look at them until we started recording. And as I mentioned, it was very much like when when Harvey went off, it was Lewington and Nahora as like the fullbacks. And then, as you mentioned, Ross Coventry came in as like the, cent, the second centre back alongside Harry Darling. And so it was kind of like a, I suppose it was a four. It was a four-two-three in many ways. It was a weird formation, but actually, we worked. It's all that matters. And yeah, I think um, you know to take American reference, you know, attack is the best form of the defense typically. And yeah, we saw that. We saw that Saturday works really well. And yeah, listen, I think Jamie Kevin's the best keeper we've had probably since Dave Martin. To be honest, in terms of the commanding his area and being that presence in the box that we need. And um, yeah, I think it helps that he has H in front of him, who's very vocal in himself and knows how to organize the back line. And um, yeah, of course, Lillian was a you know, as I mentioned, I think that 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 back three, they could win, they could get win some sort of awards together. That I'd probably give it to them, but you know, as a as a three, as a trio, they're fantastic as a back three. And for a reason, why we've got so many clean sheets. Maybe not the past couple of games, but previously, since Jack coming coming in. Any stories from the way in, boys, that you want to share? I know after that first goal, it absolutely flying. I've just about got rid of the bruises from the first goal. Uh, anything we can share on here that uh, you want to talk about or should we move on? So I saw a video of, um, I think it was a Rotherham fan cam sharing um, videos of, of us celebrating our goals. And there's like some guy climbing on the hoarding above us. I was just like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It was just, yeah, it was it was some, the stairs are steep in Rotherham. I always forget every time I go how steep the stairs are. But I do actually, I, I, for, for a bowl ground, it is quite a nice ground actually. I do quite like it. 
Um, but yeah, no, it was just a thoroughly good day out. And they did Guinness in the away end, which is quite a rarity. So yeah, it's always a plus one when we have Guinness there. I mean, I, I can vouch for that 100%. And, and the burgers were decent, to be fair. It was, they were all right. They were all right. Ross, anything to share or should we move on? No, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no surprise. I, was, I, can't, I can't remember half of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's no surprise. No surprise. Um, I will talk about Troy Parrott, but obviously we're going to mention him in the Cheltenham uh, part of the episode. So I think we should move on to Cheltenham. It was a Tuesday night, three-one win. I, I I think leading up to the game, I saw quite a not not panic, but people were a bit concerned heading into this one. This is the classic game where MK dropped points and oh, Charlie Brown's apparently going to score and he hasn't played in months. Um, and yeah, I think I think that was the most chilled out I've been for a football match in quite a long time watching Milton Keynes, even even before getting to the ground. Um, and even even you see the team, you know, you know Twine's not playing. Um, you, you they bring on Theo and. I think if I wasn't going to see Twine playing and McEachern not playing, I think Smith and Theo were the perfect combo to counteract and not playing. You know, obviously Theo and his explosiveness on the wing, and you know, you know exactly how Theo Kabani plays. He's very attacking-minded, doesn't really defend too much, doesn't need to because of the players behind him. And of course, Matt Smith's passing ability, not seen too much of it recently. Uh, but what we have seen is absolutely fantastic. And I think he showcased a lot of that, but we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, yeah, really good performance overall. Troy Parrott finally breaking his ducts, um, getting two goals. I think everyone was over the moon to see that, especially his first goal. Let luck a salmon for the header. And then, of course, the second goal to wrap off the game to make it, I think it's for his 3 0 at the time, wasn't it? It's a brilliant finish of his uh, into the bottom corner. And that, you know, that type of finish shows a lot of confidence he has in him. And then, of course, yeah, in between that, Mo, Roman, Roman H getting that trademark goal, long ball from Harry Darling, straight onto Mo, and he tucks it away into the bottom corner. Um, you know, that, that combination has been brilliant and Mo getting another goal. The MDL was out in full force, that's for sure. And yeah, of course, Boyle gets that goal um, for Cheltenham late on. Uh, of course, lose the clean sheet, which is a bit annoying. I'm sure Cumming, well, Cumming wasn't too pleased with that. You could tell from his reaction that he was not pleased at all. Uh, but yeah, I thought overall, really, really solid performance. Um, you know, Tuesday nights, are, especially at home, unfortunately, aren't the most entertaining games usually because of yeah, everyone's a bit tired from work and not really up for it, especially with the lower crowds. But, you know, I think it was as comfortable performance you, you can expect, Ross, to be honest, and good to get another three points. Yeah, I said to Joe after the game, I said it's just the potential banana skin avoided. Um, I know, obviously, you sometimes um, when you have such a big result, um, so obviously in some with some squads, um, they think they're there and... Uh, they take everything for granted and in the next game, they get humbling. And um, I think yesterday showed um, the take it what uh, game at a time um, process of Manning's and um, it paid dividend in the end. I felt, um, yes, Liam, you said it was quite a uh, comfortable viewing. I felt the exact same. I felt um, the intensity was there. Um, the the replacements for obviously Twine, um, Matt Smith, um, Felt played really well. Um, he was getting around the pitch, he was covering yards, but and then he also showed real moments of quality. Um, and I think his cross um, to Troy's Troy's goal um, was was a really good cross. And then for what seemed like an alternative, um, that that ball in the air for, for Troy's goal, I didn't know where he was going to going over or going wide from from the cow shed, but uh, 
yeah, it made its way in, and I, th- I think I think you could tell that obviously the, the applause went once he scored um, that he needed that, and um, I think it showed later on, obviously with his uh, second half finish, that obviously his confidence is now through the roof, and um, that's obviously what you want going into these last what nine ten games. Um, and as for obviously Darling's goal, uh, Mo's goal, sorry, the the, the ball from Darling was perfect for me and um the touch from mo it just gets even better and um i knew so as soon as mo touched that down it was a goal i knew it um when mo gets in them positions we've said it time and time again i know it gets boring but mo scores goals and uh it's one of those um where if you get in those sort of positions nine times out of ten um he will score and um yes uh we could have easily just Road, road out, road out to full time. Obviously, two nil up. Um, but as I said, Parrot, yeah, Theo and Parrot. I, I, I do believe um, Theo, especially in that second half. Um, he had some real moments of quality. Also, trying to beat his man. Yes, a few times where he could have released. Obviously, Parrot or Dan Kemp um, in that final third. But I think that just comes to obviously match sharpness and match time, um, which he probably hasn't had a lot recently. Um, but yeah. We've obviously rested Twine and um, a few a few others. I'm pleased we got just got through the result. Um, obviously, I'm hoping injury-free, depending on obviously tonight. Um, obviously, Manning said apparently it's not too serious. So I'm hoping uh, it's three points obviously at home and uh, we move on to Saturday. Yeah, we could certainly do it tonight or Saturday, that's for sure. Especially, but well, I believe Dan Harvey's back. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, so it'd be interesting to see you know, what the... What the conundrum is regarding wing backs again, I'd like to debate, I'm sure, later on in the episode. Uh, but yeah, Joe, Joe, how did you find Tuesday night at home to Cheltenham? Yeah, it was, um, I really like the team selection. I, I, was, I was saying to Ross, I think that, um, you know, I, I thought potentially Mo would be coming out for Theo. I said, I think, you know, with a team like Cheltenham, they're we've seen with their record, they don't necessarily lose a lot, but they don't exactly go out to win games. Um, they'd go out to not lose a few games. So I thought that if they're going to be sitting back, I thought, you know, like like against Burton or Accrington, um, you know, you need the Theo sort of player who's going to just, just give you something different when, you know, they the team are going to be sort of camped on the edge of their box. And um, yeah, I thought he played well. I've also, I thought that, you know, we should be starting one of the Kekron or Matt Smith I think it's one one because I think Kasumu probably the best performance of a player in the Don shirt I've seen this season was Kasumu away at Wigan, and I think that you know with one eye on that I think we you know Kasumu potentially didn't start. So yeah, that's you know I, I was really and I was really just you know quite keen to just see how they got on. Um, you like to say first goal? I think Kessler Hayden his role in that can't go, you know can't go um, unnoticed. I think it was from a corner, and then Kessler Hayden just kept it alive. Played it back out to Smith, and as as Ross said, the quality on that ball in, you know, that's just that's just, that's just pure quality. That was, you know, he saw he saw him and he put it on a, on a sixpence really, and you know, all Troy had to do was just direct it towards the goal. And um, really, really, honestly, the the cheer when he, the announcer said Troy's name was absolutely brilliant. I was so happy for him. I saw you know saw the players as well. Even the subs were like just absolutely buzzing for him, and. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously, and then another, you know, another really positive thing for me is, you know, we're taking advantage of when we're on top. By the point we were two 0 up, we'd only had three shots in the game, and I think um, 
Liam Manning said, you know, we weren't necessarily at our best, but we were just, the goals we scored were such a high quality. You know, the ball from Darling, you know, we've seen him play, you know, put some absolute peaches of balls crossfield. We've also seen him, uh, you know, have a few sail over Dan Harvey's head, let's say. And, um, you know, that one, you know, it's, it's a great ball, but it doesn't look that great of a ball unless Mo's touch is absolutely perfect. And when he's got a defender on one side, a keeper on the other, you know, he can't afford to take heavy touch because the keeper just gathers that up. And um, as soon as he touched that down, it was, yeah, game over essentially, wasn't it, for the um, for the Ch- Cheltenham goalkeeper. So, um, yeah, just absolutely brilliant link up um, from Harry Darling, who appears to be one of our, uh, our most... Uh, well, he's lost at seven goals and one assist this season now. So it's a yeah, yeah, you know, twice fourth for him. Exactly. It's uh, you know we've said it before. You know, everyone chipping in, it's all going to make a difference. You know, we had that game a few weeks ago where you know um, it, both goals were scored by Darlin and O'Hara. You know, you need them spread around. You know, on Tuesday, they were scored from both of our centre forwards, which is great. You know, that's what you want. You want your centre forwards fit and firing. And, um, you know, so really just good to see everyone chipping in, everyone providing a bit of creativity. And then the last goal, I think Troy said in his interview after, you know, I, I thought with Theo he should have released it earlier, but he held on, held on, played decent ball through to Troy. And Troy said, you know, that was that was a hard chance for Troy. You know, he, he in the stadium, it didn't look that hard. But looking back on um, on the highlights, it was harder than, I, you know, than I thought at the time. And it's just a typical one where he said, he said, Oh, well, for that one, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just hit it. <laughs> and that just goes to show what a bit of confidence does and not overthinking things. And just, you know, having that shot that extra half a second earlier, there all of a sudden, you know, it's, I think, you know, I think we could see quite a few goals for Troy from now to the end of the season. And, um, you know, it's a weird one because I don't actually think Troy had his, was as amazing as he has been in, in previous games last month. But I thought, you know, what, he, he made it count in those moments and that's all you can ask from him. Um, in terms of Matt Smith, um, really tidy. I thought he, he might have been on the ball a little bit too long, got pickpocketed a couple of times, but I think that's matched sharpness. Not not fitness, but just sharpness and, you know, just little things like, you know, just checking over your shoulder and, and, and things like that, thinking you've got more time than you have. Uh, Dan Kemp, I thought he, he played quite a lot of safe balls, but he was tidy, he was lively, and he looked to receive the ball as well, which is, you know, when you're, when Cheltenham are, you know, trying to obviously get back in the game, it was good just, you know, to always have him as that out ball. And he, and he pressed like anything, you know, he's running around, um, yeah, running around for fun. So, yeah, really did enjoy the game. Um, a real big element of control. Obviously, they get that cheap goal at the end, which, yeah, I was I was I was annoyed for the for the defence because I thought they played really well, um, but all in all, all you can ask for it, it was a pretty professional and um, you know stress free evening ultimately. Yeah, I, I think we'll stick with the the Troy Parrot, um, you know, sing song I suppose. And in the I think these two games that we've highlighted in the episode, we've seen two of the the two of the sides of Troy Parrot come together and see the best out of him. You know, you didn't get any goal contributions on Saturday, but he put the legwork in, don't get me wrong. And I think it was like eight or nine ground duels, well, in the end. So that, and then you see his heat maps all over the place. So that just highlights his hard work. And then he gets rewarded on Tuesday night by, of course, getting the two goals and, you know, getting that, as Joe said, that confidence boost to hopefully carry him on to the end of the season. I mean, I, I really want to see both Ross and both sides of Troy 
Um, and hopefully we get that going forward. But yeah, it's just great to see him do well, isn't it? Yeah, and what pleased me the most was it's it's a bit of a weird, um, bit of a weird um, analogy if you want to call it that. Um, but obviously, when Mo scored the goal, um, obviously there was a YouTube clip of it. Um, obviously, Troy's been busting his ass off all game. Obviously, obviously we're down to ten against obviously Rotherham, and all you see is Troy put his arms up in the air and uh, he fist pump and he he busts his ass to get over to the celebrations. And I think. That's a player who's who's enjoying his is enjoying his loan spell. I feel, and um, I think you can see that on the pitch also. Um, obviously, against Cheltenham, getting them two goals. Um, you saw his celebrations. Uh, if it was probably another game, uh, he probably wouldn't celebrate as much. But he knows how much them two goals would do his confidence. And uh, yes, we we uh, um, wax miracles about obviously. Um, his work rate, but if he can involve the goals in his game, he's going to be a very, very good player at this level. And um, I'm just hoping that he's obviously in his last few, few games, he can carry it on and um, stay injury free. Yeah, yeah. 20 years old as well. So young. And yeah, he's going to be a very good player if he keeps it up, that's for sure. Um, quick other points before we move on to the Wigan game. I thought Warren Hall was very, very good. Very tidy against Cheltenham. Um, I thought, you know, he Paul's been a bit underrated overall. But yeah, he, he kept that line together really well. Mentioned the defence played really well. I think Warren O'Hara was stand out for me. And yeah, Kane Kessler, bit of a, dare I say, Matthew Solnado role on that left wing back um, against Cheltenham. Had a good game, of course, as Joe mentioned. Kept alive the first goal. Um, was very lively. And yeah, and looked good. And so did Dan Kemp. Thought he changed tempo a lot of the game. Manning expressed that thought. And uh, yeah, hope to see more of him. Only got 30 minutes against Cheltenham. But yeah, like, like to see more of him go to the end of the season. And uh, hopefully we do. And yeah, I mean, despite losing 3-1, I thought some of the Cheltenham lads looked pretty decent, to be fair. Um, yeah, the front two behind May and Ramsey and Wright looked all right, especially Wright. He's on loan from Leicester. He looks fairly lively. He's had a bit about him, just a difficult game for him. And I think, you know, Joe, I know you mentioned about that call kit um, for Chelsea, I think, wasn't he? He, he played okay. Um, but yeah, difficult performance for him. You know, they're kind of against, well, literally you know, the, the best team in the country when it comes to points one. Um, so it's always a difficult game for him. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, no, really, really good week. Two wins, really, well, I mean, you're beating the top of the table and getting a convincing win at home on the whole. It's, it's hard to find anything to complain about. Hopefully tonight's all right. It sounds like he's okay. Uh, just please, please let him be fit for Saturday because he's tough player with these against Wigan for sure. Um, and that's where we had our we'll put our attention to next. Um, Wigan at home on Saturday after a short little break. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Okay, welcome back. We've actually got an opposition overview for Wigan at home on Saturday. Um, we've been, well, we had the pleasure of welcoming on uh, Baz from the Progress with Unity podcast, which is a Wigan podcast, to go on and chat about everything uh, the Latics had Saturday. So I'll pass it over to Baz and he can give you some further insight into Wigan. Hi, this is Barry Worthington from the Progress with Unity podcast. Currently, Wigan Athletics sits second in League One. We finished last season, as most people will be aware, just one place outside the relegation places after being in administration for the full season. 
Liam Richardson took the helm after Paul Coote left. Unbelievable what Richardson did with the club last season. I don't like to dwell on it because it was such a traumatic period in, in our history. It was befitting that he got made permanent manager uh, once the takeover had taken place and took us into the new season. We finished the season with five players contracted and three of those uh, were kids. So he had a big job in the summer recruiting players in. His first task was to bring in some backroom staff, which he did. James Beattie and Rob Kelly both came in as assistants and the three of them together have worked tirelessly this season and they've turned the club around. Sitting second in the table, is <laughs> there was on a free hit, if I'm being honest, this season. As long as we weren't in any trouble getting relegated, we were there for the ride. They earned it. It's just like I said, it's gone beyond our wildest expectations. We've had some fantastic results. Our away form has been out of this world. Is it down to the way Richardson sets us up? Well, he sets us up just the same home and away. We play uh, the same style of football. Sometimes he tinkers with it slightly. Sometimes we'll go three at the back, but more often than not, it's a four, two, three, one formation that we're playing. We do a lot of eye pressing. It's been an absolute wonderful season to enjoy and love every second of. I think the majority of supporters can't believe where we are at the moment. Very surprising just how quickly the, the squad gelled together. A lot of new people coming in. But one thing that they did do when they recruited, we recruited players who knew each other. Max Power and Charlie White came in from Sunderland, Tom Naylor and what more came in from Portsmouth. So the, the key positions within the team and obviously they played together so they knew how each other played. It was like a jigsaw and everything was fitting together. We had a little bit of a, a sticky patch where we lost one game and then drew the next one. Uh, and if that's a sticky patch, then I'll take that every season. Uh, as you can see, at the moment, we're on 34 games played with 72 points in the bag. And who wouldn't take that at this stage of the season? We're on course to have a massive points total. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly what we're going to do. We have been hit by injuries as the season's progressed. We've lost Jordan Cousins who was a great partner for Tom Naylor in midfield. It's well publicised about Charlie White's problems. And we've also lost our wonder kid, Tello Asgard. He's got a stress fracture, which has seen him out for the season. And we signed Jason Kerr from St. Johnson up in Scotland. He's a centre-back and he came in and he struggled with injuries and he's out at the moment, which is a big pity because he is uh, a class, class centre-half. So we're missing them. And we've been struggling at left-back as well because uh, Tom Pierce and Joe Bennett, who Joe Bennett's got Premier League experience with Aston Villa, Middlesbrough, and more recently Cardiff City, has come back from an ACL injury. So he's been in and out. And he's probably only played four times this season for us. And Tom Pierce, he's struggled a little bit with uh, hamstring injuries. So he's been missing most of the time. So we've had no recognised left-back. And Tendai Dariqua has been covering, he's the club captain, and he's been covering over on the left with Max Power actually playing right back. There's some people questioning whether we are overachieving this season in terms of goals scored and conceded uh, due to some data stuff that, that is produced. The only thing that I'd say about that is football's played on a pitch, not a computer. We play to a, 
to a, a certain style, a, a way of playing. We grind out results week in, week out. If you look at our scores, we've not battered anybody by Bolton. So we've battered Bolton, but most of our games we've won by the either the odd goal or by two goals, and that's the way it's been. We just grind these res- results out. And it says that you know we're scoring beyond our expected goals. But when you look at the chances that we're missing as well, I mean, Will Keane is currently on 18 goals. And if it's for the sitting all his guilt-head chances, he'd have doubled that, and, and, and that isn't an underestimation. Uh, you know, he's missed he's missed some absolute sitters and then scores the worldest. So I, I pay no attention whatsoever to that data. Games are played on a football pitch, and, and the only data that matters is Wigan Athletics sits second in League One with 72 points after 34 games. We're coming to MK Dons on Saturday and we've got three players out suspended. We're going to be missing uh, Graham Sheena, who we brought in from Derby County. He's played in midfield and it's taken him a little while to settle in, but his last game he picked up man of the match, uh, which he got booked in and put him on 10 booking. So he's missed two games. Uh, we also lost uh, due to 10 bookings, club captain Tendai Dariqua and James McLean as well, who got sent off. Ashley, we we feel. Uh, so they're going to be missing. Are they going to be big misses? McLean's going to be a massive miss. Undoubtedly a massive miss. Luckily, uh, left-back, I mentioned Joe Bennett earlier on. Joe Bennett's uh, played in the last game against Wimbledon. He had a good game and he was replaced on about 70 minutes by Tom Pierce. So both our left-backs are, are now back fit and raring to go, and they're both quality. So that's OK. It's just the left side, the left attacking side of the of the three that uh, is going to be missing it. And I, I'm thinking we'll probably play uh, either Gavin Massey or Guion Edwards over on that side, but they're both right-footers. I, I should imagine that we will set up with a 4-2-3-1 formation and I'll probably name the team for you here and now. Uh, we'll have Max Power at right-back, Watmore, Tilt, centre-backs, Tom Pierce, or Joe Bennett, probably Joe Bennett at left-back. A sitting two of Tom Neal and Tom Bayliss and the three will be Callum Wang out right. Edwards probably will get the nod on the left. And through the middle will be Will Keane with Stevie Humphreys playing up front. Great formation, hard working, high press. We'll be all over you like a sweaty rash. Hopefully we can stop you playing out from the back. When you came to the DW Stadium back in October, I must say I was really impressed with MK Dons. I thought you was possibly the best football. Well, you definitely were the best football inside that I've seen this season. And probably outside ourselves, the best team that I've seen. I think Rotherham were very similar to us in the way they play. And I think, we, you know, we've beaten them once and drawn with them. So we've got the edge over them. Uh, so I think, yeah, you're probably the best team in, in the league apart from us. The guy in midfield, I think it's, it was Ardy had an, a sensational game down at the DW Stadium. And I'm looking forward to watching him play it if I'm being honest, on Saturday. A, a firm favourite of mine is Scott Twine. He destroyed us last season, on the last game of the season, with Swindon Town. <laughs> he, scored, he scored two goals and he was unplayable that day. And at the time, I remember saying to my mate who I sat with, I hope we bring him in in the summer with Swindon going down. Unfortunately, he went to yourselves. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two play. But I think it's going to be a very tense game. Possibly a few chances either side, though we will create. I can see us going 1-0 up 
and you pulling it back. And that's what I'm going for. I'm going for a one-all draw, uh, which will do you no favours whatsoever. With us having two, well, we'll have three games in hand on you by Saturday. Anyway, uh, best of luck after Saturday. Well, unless it interferes with us, of course, in which case I wish you the worst of luck. I must say you've got yourself a great manager, though, as well. So uh, anyway, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, our podcast will be out available at PWU Podcast over on Twitter. Click on it and have a listen to our preview and a listen to Liam's ramblings that he's done for us as well. So lovely speaking to you and hopefully we'll see you next season in the Championship with us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to, well, once again, to Baz for coming onto the podcast, everything about Wigan. Uh, gents, obviously you've had a chance to listen to uh, Baz's thoughts on the game. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it first. Joe, how do you reckon, what, what are your thoughts on Wigan overall and how do you think it will uh, play out flat out on Saturday? Uh, should be a nice, quiet game against, you know, not much on the line, bit of an end. Yeah, I know. Field. Yeah, pretty chill. So, out. yeah, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I've, I've very good insight, I thought, as well, uh, from Baz. Um, I think he, he, he gives us quite a clear picture of where Wigan are at the moment. Um, I think, like us, they're a team that, you know, they very much don't necessarily absolutely batter teams, but they're, they've got that winning knack. And they've got that knack of winning. And they're, you know, they're defensively good, solid in midfield, and they've got some good attackers. So, um, you know, it's no surprise that they're up there um, along along with ourselves and, and Rotherham. So, yeah, two very good teams by the sounds of it going head to head. I'm obviously very pleased that they've got three fairly, you know, important players that are going to be out, uh, especially McLean, because I mean he is just he is a good player, no matter what you know. Many people may think of him. He is a good player, um, and uh, you know Stephen Humphreys. He, I know he's recently it, 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 at the start of the season. It was Charlie Wyke who unfortunately um, suffered some health issues. I believe he had a cardiac arrest at the training ground or something along those lines. Um, so obviously, um, yeah, that's a, you know a shame for Wigan and a shame for him, of course. But you know Stephen Humphreys. He's caught, sort of um, I've seen he's been scoring quite a few goals and leading the line really well. And Will Keane's, um, you know, getting a lot of goals as well. Who's playing pretty much just just behind him in that like sort of second striker number ten role. So, you know, a well coached team. What a job Liam Richardson's done there. Who was, you know, he, and you know, fair play to Wigan for sticking by him after last season. Um, and it's it's <laughs> there's a lot on the line. You know, we're going in level on points. Um, they've got three games in hand on us, but. You know, let's let's put let's turn the pressure up on them with because a win would uh, you know for us we've got to win it if we if we're going to be looking at those top two places. Um, it seems silly. You know, I remember saying about three weeks ago. You know, I don't no, I don't think we'll do it, but yeah, we, I'm sure. We, yeah, if we go on a bad run, we might do well. All of a sudden, week by week, it's it's looking all right. It's looking all right, but you know, like I say, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're you know, Wigan and Rotherham are, are, are by far the favourites for the top two, but all we can do is take one game at a time, as as Liam Manning loves to say. Yeah, very, very good thoughts. And I think the key thing to take from what Baz said was that their fullback positions are pretty weak right now. Either that, I mean, Joe Bennett, I think, I think he played recently, but particularly got have Max Power playing at right back and Derek Carr was thinning at left back and now he's suspended so we can't do that. So I think that could be one key area to target. And of course, 
luckily for us, we have three pretty good wing backs in Watson, um, Kane Kessler, and Daniel Harvey, who can do that for us, especially you know, Dan and Kane, who are two really attacking fullbacks. And you know, even if you want to throw into Theo into that conversation, you can come on the, come off the bench for us, say 60 minutes into the game. And we can really tack them down that side or down those sides. So, yeah, it's um, I'm very intrigued to see how Manning approaches this one. I'm sure, like Rotherham, he'll go for it no matter what situation and you know, adapt and overcome whatever comes across. But, Ross, what are your what are your thoughts heading into this game? Um, it's it's going to be a very tough, very tough game, I feel. Um, two good teams, but two teams which at the start of the season, they probably, I know for us, um, our expectations were a lot. Obviously, we're exceeding them at the moment. And obviously, listen to Baz, it seems like his expecta- expectations have been exceeded so far. So it's two teams obviously playing with a lot of confidence and um, with two good good squads. Um, you mentioned obviously their wing backs, uh, obviously it being weak, but listening to the obviously opposition overview, um, it seems like they've they've got depth in that position. Obviously, um, I, I do believe McLean being a miss is a huge loss uh, in terms of obviously um, down our left hand side. Um, if obviously Kesler Hayden or whoever Tanai, whoever plays down that right hand side, um, they would have had a massive task in their hands. So I'm glad that obviously McLean's out. Um, but you can't underestimate this team, even with their losses, the three big losses. I believe the club captain, Dawika's out as well. So um, th- three big players out of this Wigan side, but um, I still think it's going to be a stern test. And um, there's not going to be, I, I personally don't feel like there'll be a lot of goals in the, in the contest. Um, and yeah, I just, I just, I just want us to turn up like we usually do against these big teams and um, show or test Wigan like we know we can. Yeah, yeah. So they're still a very good team. The amount of players they've missed, and you know, as Bass said, I think one of the key themes this season has been missing players and to unfortunate situations and suspensions, injuries, and you know, they've ever come in regardless. Uh, so yeah, they're going to be very used to not having their their full asked about them in terms of players. So yeah, it's a very very exciting game. You know, I mean, at this point, the biggest one is ADMK for sure this season. So let's get into our lineups. Obviously, it's a big game. So I'm expecting, well, I'm interested to see your guys' thoughts on it. Ross, do you want to give us your lineup first? Yeah, certainly. Um, so in goal, I've gone with obviously coming. Um, and then obviously uh, in front of him, usual back three of obviously um, was Darling and Louis. Um, and then wing backs, it's a tough one because it all depends on whether tonight's fit or not. And obviously, Manning briefly said after the game, it just will need a bit of time. But tonight did say he was fine. But I'm going to go on the caution side and uh, I'm going to play obviously Dan Harvey after obviously getting the red at Rotherham. I, I don't believe it was violent conduct. So obviously, I don't believe it's a three match ban, but I, I could well be wrong. And then, obviously, I've gone with uh, Kane Kessler-Hayden on the opposite side. Um, two players who I, I really feel like we can get out of this Wigan side um, when going forward. And then, in the middle of the pitch, I think, obviously, one spot's nailed on for me. Um, Connor Coventry, I believe he's basically marked that place as his now um, with the form he's been in. 
Um, we know what he's been like. He's, his level of his game is rising game by game. And you can really start to see why uh, West Ham um, have got him on the books. And then the other, I've gone with uh, Kasumu. I feel this is a perfect game for him. A physical game and um, a game where we'll need energy in that middle of the park again. Because um, I, I do believe at times it can will will be stretched. Um, and then just above them in the three, um, I've gone with Twine, Mo and Parrot. I feel, again, them three up top. I think they're pretty much undroppable at the moment. Um, with obviously Wickham being out, um, we haven't really got any viable options up top in terms of obviously um, with how clinical obviously Mo is at the, at the moment. And then obviously you can't drop Twine because Twine's Twine. And then Parrot, his confidence is high. So uh, why drop him now when uh, when he's just uh, bag two on Tuesday? Yeah, very strong lineup. And I agree with most of your thoughts. I've got one change to my lineup. Um, I've stuck with the fullback pairing or wingback pairing of Watson and uh, Kane Kessler. I've, for me, I, I don't know. I think I, I like what I saw of them on Tuesday night. I think, I think it was, it was interesting because obviously previously we'd seen Kane Kessler be the right wing back and Watson be the left wing back. And to fair that that could change depending on who we play. Um, but yeah, I think Kane Kessler really good. He's, he's the type of player we need in this game in terms of attacking output. Not saying Dan Harvey can't do that if he is available. I believe he is. Um, but I'll just go with those two, quite frankly. Um, and yeah, I think the rest of the team, I completely agree with your thoughts. The, the back three and coming have been, you know, there's no way they're getting dropped. Uh, Coventry's been one of the better players since he came in. Kasumi has that energy, as you mentioned. And yeah, the, the front three, the front three. That's the, you got to play big game, Mo. you got to play big game, Mo. Uh, Joe, what line, what's your lineup looking like? Very, very similar. I think it's the exact same as yours, Liam. Um, as you say, the back, it's, it's hard, really hard to actually change a team that's winning every game because it's, um, yeah, it, why would you essentially? Um, I think Kasumi for me is definitely going to be starting alongside Coventry. I think, as I said, best probably the best performance for a Dons player I've seen all season was. Um, David Kasumu uh, at the DW and I think that we've got you know I think he's when the game does become stretched he's the perfect player you want in it and um, he was basically spinning he was spinning um, Tom Bayless like an old record you know it's just just absolutely just doing him time and time again and I, th- I remember looking on Twitter after the game at the DW and just seeing uh, these all these weekend fans go bloody hell who is that number eight for MK Dons because he has absolutely ripped us a new one you know we <clears throat> and it was actually the uh, same player that um, Baz mentioned in his preview earlier so you know I think he's got to be playing for me and um, you know the wing backs uh, I would keep it as it is if if we can I think Kessler Hayden he, he's really got he's got that he's he's very fast and he's just <laughs> he's just you know really really liking what I've seen from him. And in a game that could be stretched with both teams going for it, you know, he, you're going to need is that pace to get up and down the pitch. And tonight, I think tonight, going forward, I think he just takes up some very good positions. And he might not say be the most skillful or best passer or best crosser, but I think he's just very clever with how he plays. Like he knows what he can do and he doesn't try and do, you know, you don't see him trying to take on 
men, you know, take on his take on left backs time and time again and get attacked. You know, he 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 knows his limitations and he just plays so well and so intelligently because he's not he's not the fastest player in the world. But he's not he's not slow by any means. Um, so yeah, for me tonight, it brings a bit of that nous to that um, you know wing back role. And uh, and if he did play, he'd be like the third oldest player on the pitch as well at twenty four or twenty five years old, which is quite crazy to say. Um, yeah, up, and up front, um, yeah, obviously Twine starts. That's a given. Troy starts. I, how I don't know how he can be dropped, you know, unless Manning's got something under his sleeve, of course. But um, and then yeah, Mo. Yeah, why? Why would you? You got strikers who are absolutely banging them in, and uh, you know they're scoring. And they're high on confidence. It's yeah, keep it going. Keep let's keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. So I think as as Joe said, it's very it's very hard to pick a different lot at the moment because they're playing so well. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to see we're mostly on the same page for all three of our lineups. I'm, score wise, I'm not sure I can guarantee the same the same motion between the three of us. I've already gave my score. Um, I gave it on. About this podcast, the, the Progress of Unity podcast. Um, but I'll, I'll repeat it on here. So, the last time we played Wigan this season, I said that they were due to lose the game because their XG was, they're overachieving their scoring and they were underachieving in some succeeding goals. That came true. They lost 2 1. It's exactly the same. I know Baz said football's not played on paper and he's very right. It's not. But Again, they're overperforming on the goals they scored this season and they're underperforming in terms of goals they exceeded when it comes to open play. So I'm going to go with exactly the same score I said last time these two teams played. And I'm going to say 2-1 to Milton Keynes-Dons and we get into the top two. So, Ross, I've got to win. Do you going to win? I think this game's going to plan out exactly like Bolton did. I don't know why. Um, I just feel... If we set the tempo in that first 10, 15 minutes um, and we, we play our own game, I do feel like um, we we can, we can I wouldn't say cruise to victory because that that would be very um, stupid for me to say that, but I, I do feel with the quality we've got in this team now and the confidence and everything about the place at the moment, um, I just feel like, again, this team will turn up when we need it to. And uh, I'm going to go with the same result as what, obviously, Bolton was, and I'm going to 2-0 victory. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised um, to see Harry Darling, Harry Darling to get another goal. I really wouldn't. Yeah, it's not a bad prediction. I think it's four goal contributions in eight games now, last eight games. So he's, he's in form, he's in form. And of course, a clean sheet for the defence, I'm sure, make up for the one midweek would be much appreciated. Uh, Joe, is it three wins from three for the NK1 podcast, or have you gone a different? Yeah, I, I just, I just want to say, I think it's really funny how all three of us were really quite nervous about Cheltenham going into the game, and yet all three of us have predicted wins against Wigan, the second team in the league, and the I was nervous PPG in the league. <laughs> I think, well, well, all right, all right. I, I, I think, I think, yeah, like you, I've gone, I've gone for two-one. Um, you know, just, just, just to flag it up, we've played everyone else in the top seven um, at home this year, and we've actually um, only won one game, and that was one-nil at home to Wickham. Um, we've won all of the games away. Now, 
you know, I think we can. I think it's going to be a tricky one because, as Baz said, they don't necessarily need to win it. They just need to not lose. And then they're still, you know, they're in a good position. So I think it's going to be tough for us. Um, but I do think that we've got quality. We've got confidence. And I think, you know, I think I think one good thing about us is, you know, we don't necessarily, we're not, we're not like an Oxford that are going to win four or five nil every game. But when we're, you know, when we're drawing or when we're behind, we, we put in that graft and we, you know, we, we know when to turn it on and when to calm it down. I think good game management is superb. So I think we're going to edge it another game with one goal in it. And uh, I've gone for 2-1 to the Dons. I like it. Three wins in three. That's uh, for a game like this, that's very rare for us, actually. Because even Rotherham, we were a bit like, I was on the fence of it. I know, and I think Ross predicted a win. Um, so yeah, listen, I'm very excited for this one. Make sure you come to the game on Saturday. Uh, you know, even if you've not been to a game this season, please, please come to this game. It's probably the most important one of the season easily so far. Um, I've got family coming to this one. That's how important it is. It never comes to Don's games. They're coming to this game. So that just shows how like big it is. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a great game. Hopefully see some of you there. And uh, yeah, enjoy your week. And until Saturday, come on, you Don's. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.